Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hi, how's it going? Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network, thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, you know what to do. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. You can do so at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, Taylor Momsen, to talk about the new album from The Pretty Reckless called Death by Rock and Roll. It's an album, it's an album born from loss, but filled with a ferocious confidence. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, writing from a depth of honesty and reflecting on the social movements that's happening all around all of us, but while still keeping the songs fun and full of imagination. Uh, Taylor's also going to reflect on the guests that found their way onto the record, uh, including uh, Tom Morello, Soundgarden's Kim Thiel, and Matt Cameron, as well as recounting the moment she went all in on being a musician, uh, which uh, happens within the song Rock and Roll Heaven, uh, especially after hearing the music of the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, The Who, and so many others. So let's do this and discuss Death by Rock and Roll. It's Kyle Meredith with the Pretty Reckless's Taylor Momsen. How's it going? Congratulations on all the success that has come from this new record, uh, Death by Rock and Roll. I mean, you all are knocking it out of the park and uh, and everyone is paying attention and listening. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And, and thank you. Thank you for playing it. I mean, we wouldn't be anywhere without radio, without you guys. So especially in, you know, the, the state of the world that we're in right now, because we haven't been able to tour. So we just we owe you guys so much. And it's uh, it's absolutely incredible. Just thank you. Well, the, the music is huge. The songs are huge. Um, it's like knowing the background on the record, it's surprising that how much fun it is still to listen to, uh, I, I think is one of the first things that uh, kind of that 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 I noticed, you know, that um, uh, is well documented. You, you had deaths in the past. Uh, we had a, a similar friend with Chris Cornell that kind of let off on all of this, too. And I think what I also find interesting is is knowing the darkness that led you through to these songs that I still find that there is such a strong sense of self, at least the way I hear it. 
uh, coming from you. Like, it almost seems like there's a lot of no apologies happening on this record. I don't know if you hear it that way or if you meant it that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we ever apologize <laughs> for anything. I, I certainly don't for anything I've ever written. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the best music comes from a place of of honesty and you know then and, and that can mean vulnerability that can mean aggression you know that can that covers the scope of of so many emotions and so many things in life and so that's something that I always really try to you know push myself to find um and that isn't always easy but I think with this record in particular uh you know after so much loss and so much you know tragedy it was just this kind of flux of inspiration that was thrown at me and, and I had to do something with it really kind of whether I wanted to or not. That's been kind of my phrase that I've been saying in interviews that this, this record kind of wrote itself. Like I didn't really have a choice in the matter. It was like the universe had smacked me in the head and gone, you wanted something to write about here it is. And so I didn't, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. I think, you know, the songs kind of wrote themselves. And I think that that, that makes for a really unique and a really special record. Um, that it's just so so raw, you know, there's no, there's no getting around it. But it, it is the way that those songs arrived, I think, that I love because, because nothing in here, you know, is, is like, I almost have to dig for it a little bit. It, it's see, I don't know if you write in characters or if that's just how I hear it, but, uh, you know, using stories and characters, especially to reflect what's going on in the world. Uh, for example, uh, and so it went. I mean, mm -hmm. what a powerful song there. It doesn't take a genius if you're listening real close to say oh I, I sort of get what she's she's talking about here but while you were writing it was that part of of how you wanted to tell these stories was through sort of these other characters um sure I mean I don't know if I think of it that specifically when I'm kind of coming up with it it's uh you know and so it went really was shockingly to me because like, I listen to the song now and some of the lyrics on there are just so poignant to what's going on right now with the pandemic and that song was written and recorded before the pandemic um and so you know when I wrote that it was very much me kind of looking at the world and seeing and starting to feel this kind of turmoil and you know change that was bubbling up and happening in the world and you know so that's kind of what the the song is about and that's where that came from of this kind of this the state of civil unrest that we were approaching and then obviously the pandemic happened and everything you know went uh went to hell but uh that's so it's i think that that's kind of an interesting thing with music is that, you know at least for myself i write songs put them out and then you know a couple years go by and i'll look at it and i'll go God, did, did art, does art imitate life or does life imitate art? You know, I think that's the, the never ending question. And, and there's a lot of songs on this album that have certainly kind of struck me with that feeling now, like looking back on it going, this is unbelievably relevant of what's happening. Like, ah, this isn't good. Right. Well, I, I'll bring up another one of those while we're at it is, uh, is uh, which is Burn. Because yeah. it also seems like that's a very strong commentary uh, of what was happening. But again, cloaked sort of within this, you know, gothic type of, of, uh, of story. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, when you write songs, you always, I always try to, you can only write what you know and what you see and what you observe. And so that's that's really what I, I, I look towards. But at the end of the day, you still want songs to be fun. You know, they're not news articles. So like you want, you know, there has to be some sort of element of, um, you know, whimsicalness or I don't know what the right word is. Um, imagination you know i guess to it that you can take a song and you can interpret it in a, you know in multiple 
multiple ways so it can connect to multiple, you know, lots of different people. And it's, that's why I always never like to get too defining about what the songs are about, just because I think that it kind of takes something away from the listener. But certainly by putting it in this kind of, in a setting, you know, songs are storytelling. So that's, you're, you're always telling a story, even if it's a very literal one or a, you know, kind of fantasy driven theme or something i don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what i'm trying to say well it, the, the whimsical imagination you get a lead in uh to which is burnt up broomsticks and there's definitely a sort of um what disney-esque halloween theme yeah. going on here creepy and fun at the same time which you really pull off well i mean you're really good at the, the balancing the creepy and fun i think in, a, in several parts of this record thank you so much i'm a huge halloween fan so that's kind of where broomsticks came into play i wanted like a little it was originally just going to be the intro too, which is burned like on the same song, but it kind of developed into this very musical little piece that kind of stood on its own. And so we ended up titling it separately and track listing it separately. I should, I mean, any Halloween plans? I think I can ask that now because we're in September. Are, is that something that you, like, is there a hard date on the beginning of Halloween season for you? Because I certainly know there is in, in my house. No, not really. I just kind of, as soon as the stuff starts to go up in the stores, I guess, like as soon as there's pumpkins and Halloween candy, I'm like, it's Halloween time. So uh, no, I definitely love to like carve pumpkins every year and stuff though. So I, and watch tons of horror movies. That's so, I mean, a horror movie fan. So, and candy, you know, he doesn't love candy. It's a good excuse to cheat and eat tons of candy. <laughs> I have a friend who says it's August 1st, which is, feels a little bit too early for me, but uh, today's September 1st as we're taping this. And this, this today, this feels like the beginning of the September season. September 1st, beginning of fall, you know, the seasons are starting to change. Sure. Although I'm, I'm a little bummed about it. I feel like the summer flew by and it just, it never really got that hot, at least where I am. And now we're back into, it's going to be winter before we know it. <laughs> you know time is has been the weirdest thing of the past year anyway so what was summer what was spring matthew mcconaughey's line i think comes in with time is just a flat circle whatever that means yeah exactly <laughs> so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, the, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The creepy fun thing, though, I, and, and I'll go back to uh, And So It Went because you also get that on the children's choir. There's something about a children's choir that can evoke both of those right there. And, and I don't know if there's a, a grand thought of, of how the choir came to be in that song, but if there is, I would love to hear the story on, the, on that choice. Yeah, it's... It's, you know, it's kind of similar. We, you know, we've, this is not the first time we've used a children's choir. We've done it previously on the song Heaven Knows um, from the album Going to Hell. And when we were writing and so it went, it, it was not a conscious decision of like, we need another children's choir because that worked out well for us before. Um, that, that really, that kind of thought process never comes into play. But when I was writing the song, I was writing from the perspective of they, you know, they said. 
and who is they in the context of the song it's children so it just it kind of it's written into the song itself very much like heaven knows where i'm speaking to a classroom and i say sing it and they respond so it's it's kind of a call and response situation that was written into the song itself and when we were recording it we were like can we do that again is that just is this stupid and i was like no we gotta we, you gotta throw it in at the end because it just kind of makes the song complete um, you know i've been speaking about children throughout the verses they said they said they said they've got to say it so that's how that came to be there they are uh you get tom morello on that track um you also get uh kim thale and matt cameron uh on uh, only love can save me now the latest single you know, here's two or three uh, great guests with very distinct sounds in their history. When you're writing with these, it's sort of another, you know, chicken or the egg game. Like when you're writing with Tom, does that sort of put you in the frame of mind that you're going to write a song like uh, like that one? And so it went. Or do you write that and go, you know, who's going to sound great for this is Tom Morello. It's this. It's the second thing, because um, I don't really I don't write with anyone. Just Ben and I are the two songwriters of the band, so we write everything. And and I never write anything really with the intention of asking anyone to be a part of it. I've never done that. Um, the songs just kind of come, and if they're and when they're complete, when you know when the song is written and you can play it from front to back, if there's someone outside of the four of us that I that musically makes a lot of sense to me, then. Then you make a phone call and you see, you know, <laughs> you test the waters and you go, hey, um, which is kind of it was just pretty much what happened with with both Only Love Can Save Me Now and And So It Went. Um, and So It Went just had this very due to the kind of lyrical content and just the overall kind of energy of the song. It seemed very fitting to ask Tom to kind of come in and use his very unique voice to rip a solo. So I sent him the song and, you know, called him up and asked him if he'd want to want to contribute. And he thankfully said yes. And it's just freaking awesome um so you know he comes in wailing on like only Tom Morello can do um and then with only love can save me now it was kind of a similar situation where uh you know I we'd all kind of been through obviously been through a lot of loss um you know together and separately and um when I finished writing only love can save me now it just had this very dare I say it Soundgarden-esque feel to the song um and so I just I couldn't really hear it complete without them so I you know I sent them a, a demo of it and called them up and said hey would you guys I think my joke to Matt was I think I said hey would you guys want to play on this because if you don't we're just going to sound like we're ripping you off <laughs> um, or something along those lines and you know they thankfully said yes and that was just an, like the most incredible experience ever because we actually did that <clears throat> together in person um, we flew to Seattle and recorded at London Bridge Studios which is you know, where Soundgarden made Louder Than Love and Pearl Jam made 10 and Alice in Chains made Dirt. So it's the studio with so much history. And, and it's just, it was just, it was just incredible. I mean, to hear the song come to life in real time with them playing, it was just absolutely mind blowing. Like the first time Matt hits his snare, I thought the speakers were going to explode. It was just the coolest thing ever. Um, and so to be able to make something, you know, it was just a very beautiful moment and full circle moment, at least for myself. Like I never want to speak for anyone else, but for me, it was just, it was, it was very cool to see something beautiful come come out of so much tragedy and, and loss and stuff and and i'm very very proud of that song so soundgarden chris really uh changed my life i i know the exact day in 1994 that he changed my life i was able to tell him that a few times okay. and you know for soundgarden to be such an important band to me and then to suddenly just sort of not exist anymore to have mm -hmm. a version of that that you've pulled back into creation like thank you as a oh. fan thank you well, Thank you. I mean, I, 
I feel the same way. And I, I, I can tell you the same thing. I mean, Soundgarden changed my life and, and they still do to this day, you know, even though I've now worked with Matt and Kim and I, you know, they're very dear friends of mine. I still put on those records and I'm hit with something every time, you know, it's every time that you're, you're filled up with something that you just can't get anywhere else. Like they're, they're a one of a kind band that is, that needed to exist. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was, happy and surprised to hear the way you wrote that song too because i had kim on this series last year and i was kind of um bugging him a little bit about putting out his own record and he said i can't anything i create is going to sound just like soundgarden i mean he's i don't kim i don't even know what i don't know what he's doing i was in the room while he recorded a solo and i'm watching them and i'm just going how is he how are you doing that how are you making so much noise come out of that fucking guitar i just don't know it's he's like a wizard from another planet of just complete creativity and it's it's just so inspiring to see and, and matt's the same way i mean he's one of my favorite drummers of all time and just to, they just have such a unique and powerful sound that is so definingly them that it's just it's absolutely mind-blowing yeah so I, I know the live shows haven't really been able to happen. No live shows have been able to happen for you guys yet so far. But uh, but when you do these, are you going to be like replicating those those guitar solos in that way? You know what Kim does, what Tom did. I mean, not verbatim by any means, but ben, but Ben's got a. You know, we we know we don't play the tracks or anything, so we we never play the same thing twice. <laughs> um, I mean, we play the same songs, but you know, nothing's ever been exactly duplicated so you know that's what's fun that's what's fun about being in a rock band is you get to you get to go up and go what's gonna happen tonight um but ben certainly has uh he's figured out some he's figured out some things so we, we have our versions of it which is uh i think they're turning out really good we've actually been spending a lot of time in the rehearsal studio recently um which has been great because it's been so long since we played together even you know even though there's no audience just the four of us in a room it's been so long so finally it's like you know we put out an entire record it's been a year and we've only played them like acoustically and so it's very very uh nice to finally be able to crank <clears throat> crank amps again um so it's been really fun so yeah there's definitely uh they're full force live and they're going to be a blast to play and we just we can't wait we can't wait to play Black by rock and roll live 2022 is when tour is starting so we're just counting the days right when you've got that those type of people in your corner, uh, you know the folks that we've talked about, Soundgarden with, with Tom, uh, with Guns and Roses, whoever it is, you know here you've got an older class, and and they have fully endorsed you, you know for years now. Do you see it as this thing where it's the old class? I say the old class, and and I'm sort of part of that myself, where the older class is like looking at you as the future at all. Like, does that weight come with it? Oh, geez. I don't know if I think that far. Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think like that. I think that I think that we I like making music. They like making music. And we we both kind of just appreciate what each other do. And, you know, sometimes that can lead to great musical projects and collaborations. And sometimes it just means sharing music back and forth and, you know, and having conversations. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think of it that deeply. I don't think I think we, we all just love playing and we all love making music so we, we're kind of like-minded individuals i guess to let it. me put that burden there just to just to plant that in your sure, yeah you know and add some weight to my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> you documented so well i mean all of it and i, I want to quickly bring up rock and roll heaven too because that's such a cool way to hear the story i mean is this the, the true story is that what we're hearing it's uh yeah it's pretty literal um 
down aside from car, I didn't actually buy a car because I can't drive. Um, <laughs> but uh, true. Yeah, that's true. Because I grew up in New York. But uh, but the you know the metaphor made sense. Um, I did I did sell every I did give everything else away for you know sold everything else for for music. So um, but yeah, that's a very you know the, I fell in love with with rock and roll when I first heard the Beatles, and you know my dad luckily raised me on a very uh, very good musical collection, starting with the Beatles and and going down the list of just all the classics from Zeppelin to the Who to Pink Floyd to Dylan to ACDC to you know, I don't need to list all the bands, the Stones. Um, and then I got into the, and then I found the kind of 90s stuff on my own when I got a little older with Soundgarden and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and um, Hendrix. And, and it's just, you know, the list is just, it's it's forever ending. And that's why I think that that song was just, I, don't, I haven't really talked about this song very much. Um, it's, it's a very personal song. It's a very sad song, but at the same time, I think it's also a very uplifting song. It's It's a way to see, that you know, music doesn't die. It can't die, even if the physical you know body of a person is no longer here. That music lives on for eternity, and their voice and their memory will will go on as long as those records are played. And I think that that's such an amazing thing to you know about being a musician is that you you've carved a little place in in not just history but in the world that will never go away. I learned uh, actually from doing another interview last year that. Um... It literally will never go away. If, if your music or voice or anything has been broadcasted through radio airwaves, it forever floats in the universe endlessly. It's always really? there. Yeah. So. That's awesome. All right. Well, new song. Um, <laughs> that's super cool. I didn't, I did not know that little piece of trivia. Yeah. That's, that's super awesome. So maybe one day aliens will be hearing, hearing some records. That's right. <laughs> They're going to be rocking out to uh, Death by Rock and Roll. Yeah, because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I bet aliens love rock and roll. How can't they? How can't they? They're the most punk rock of all, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, I certainly love it, uh, Taylor. Uh, seriously, what you've done is so great, and and it just gets better with every single album. Uh, thanks for continuing to do it. Uh, it's it's important. It's important work that you're doing. Thank you. That means so much, honestly. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support and. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for taking the time to talk about it. I really appreciate it. Well, have a great one. Stay safe. Yep. You too. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you soon, like in person at an actual show. And, uh, you know, we'll be cranking amps loud and you have to come backstage, actually see each other in person. It'll be great. It'll be a, it'll be a thing that will, uh, the, the social awkwardness will be on a 10 level peak. Oh, it'll, you be, know? it'll be palpable, but we'll all have it. So it'll be awesome. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. My thanks to Taylor Momsen. The new album from The Pretty Reckless is called Death by Rock and Roll. Big thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with all of the interviews that I put out. Uh, three brand new ones, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, NPR, YouTube. Again, for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. Cool, cool. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.